now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Rose France. Today on the show, Hidayah. Uh, this time they're talking to Osman. Freedom Youth. Uh, they've just turned 25, so Steph's been catching up with them. And just like us. Uh, bringing us their usual monthly catch up. All coming today, right here on Shout Out. Hello. Hello there. How are you? I'm well, thank you very much. Yes, yes. Um, Just to report uh, to all the shout out listeners, today at the services on the way here was definitely (laughs) flying ant day. And I know that it was reported to be last weekend, which I'm sure in some parts of the country it was, but definitely here in Bristol. I have seen many flying ants. So you just, there just we are. odd a little bit further up the motorway, is it? <laughs> yeah, is but there were like clouds of them on the M32. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, Terry. Hello, Terry. Ah, Terry. Well, Where is Artel? I don't know. Oh, he was there. Are you there, Terry? Oh, dear. No. Well, oh, sometimes, well. you know... <laughs> Sometimes in this in this environment today, Terry is remote. In case you're wondering, we can only have somebody in the studio. (laughs) So, but but we had to let Steph in. So that's why Terry's not here. Really, (laughs) (laughs) it's in my contract. (laughs) (laughs) What threats did you make this week, Steph? Um, uh, Removing any type of food and drink from Andrew. Is that so that I lose weight, or is that something to do with coronavirus? Um, just to keep you healthy, Thank that's you. all. Just yeah. thinking of you. Strict health and safety rules. Yes, Andrew. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fun. Yeah, actually, that would be pretty tough on me, because even though I'm pretty small, like if listeners don't know me, I'm quite small, but I do eat a lot and drink a lot. That's why I'm always snacking. Sounds like you've so got a big you mouth, really. <laughs> oh, Cat's no. claws are out early. I'm like a little mouse, like a little dormouse. Do you exercise I, I, a lot? I need, I need a lot of, um, not massively so, um, no. You're quite an active person, to be fair. Yeah, I'm quite active, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not a, you know, crazy jogger, for You don't go to the gym example. or anything? No, I used to, um, but I kind of, you know, I, I don't know, I walk about a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing um, and I also my lockdown purchase which I know many people make lockdown purchases um, I bought a kayak which um, I've been out on many times and splashing about on the water oh is that the Y? <laughs> did you go on the Y? I went on the Y I've yep. been on the Thames um, I've been on the Sharpness Canal been on the Frome yeah all sorts the Avon did I say that? I don't know anyway Avon. yeah, yeah. you must be out of town because Bristolians don't say Avon oh why well, what, what do we say? say? Avon Oh, even mm. okay. Well, well, most Bristolians yeah. don't say shout out either, but I don't stop you. <laughs> yeah, because it annoys you so much, and I'm pre-programmed to annoy you. <laughs> how do you say it? I'm chip. Shout out. Yeah, well, it doesn't have any it T's in it when no, Steph. So that's it. a bit like a London. So how do you say it? Steph without a T T's. then? What? Seth. 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 Yeah, but there is a T in it. I know, but you don't say T's. You can't what? say shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Why don't you shout out? Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, did you say you wanted to say hello to someone who just retweeted us? 
Oh, Henley, um, um, police. or was it Newham? Newham Police. Newham police. That's it, Newham Police, oh, yes. You. Good evening. Yes, it's very, very yeah, just retweeted it, it's very nice. So. Uh, hello. Thank oh, you very much. So if you're listening up there in London, Londinium. They're not after you for something, are they? Uh, <laughs> 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 I didn't want to say. Oh. So yes. I think I might have got Terry working, I'm not sure. Oh. Are you there? Um, hello. No. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, there we Hello. go. Sorry, Terry. Hello, Terry. He did it on purpose, slight, Terry. He did. Delay, he did. No, he'd done it on purpose. He cut you off. I saw him, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He hit the red button. I saw him. <laughs> well, the problem, there's actually a great big silence, Terry. Button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been to the studio before, then, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out. Hello, Terry. It's Rose here. How are you doing? Hello, Rose. Ah, oh, nice to hear from yeah, you. Not too bad, thank you. Yeah. How's your lockdown been? I or lock out. Uh, well, me and Matt Damon, Stephen Gerrard, oh. Blazing Squad, and yeah. uh, who again. else was that? I was like, Danny Dyer. <laughs> Danny Dyer. We were all having a oh, great time. Danny's a joint Here in okay. the dungeon. Okay, I didn't know about <laughs> Danny joining you. No. And, and underneath Terry stairs. It's, yeah. yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's, a, he's a relative of Richard the Second, isn't he, Danny Dyer? Yes. 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 Yeah, actually, yeah. he's related to the Plantagenet dynasty, yeah? Yeah, very, just very interesting programme that was when one watched that. Mm. I've it's... just been edumacated. Oh, that's yes. good, yeah. It's Steph for Anyway, uh, shall we move on? It's time to um, catch up with Hadaya, um, who are uh, talking to a lovely uh, Scottish guy. Have a listen to this. My five on shout out. My name's Osman, and I identify as a LGBTQ Muslim man, born and brought up in Scotland, mm-hmm. and that's what I call home. Um, I would say as far back as around six years old, seven years old was when I started yeah. to feel as if I was different. Mm-hmm. Um, my attraction. To men, um, I would say probably about eight, nine years old was when it, mm-hmm. I, um, I started to notice that I wasn't the same as the other boys in my school. The earliest memory I can think of was when I was about nine years old and I was in the playground and one of the boys had bought a catalogue from his home and mm-hmm. about four or five of us um, were around this catalogue and um, the young chap at the time um, he decided to open the pages up to the women's underwear section now once everybody had um, started to all the the boys were looking at the pictures of the women's underwear um, Mm -hmm. um, I knew at that point that I wasn't interested in that section at all. Uh-huh. In fact, what I wanted to do was to move on Something to the, the men's yeah. section. Uh-huh. So I waited till the boys had gone and I kept the catalogue and started to look at the men's underwear section. And at that point, I knew that I was different. I knew that um, I had feelings for men. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I also knew that it wasn't something that I could tell anybody about because yeah. everybody, all the bo- other boys were looking at the women's section and I was looking at the men's. I knew straight away that I was different. So, on Section 28, I remember watching um, TV and I remember being around some of my older cousins and Margaret Thatcher's speech came on and I remember my cousins laughing and ridiculing people from the LGBT community, especially the gay community. And I remember sitting there thinking, 
I just only recently no, strug, uh, understanding my own self and I could hear these people that I looked up to um, talking derogatory about mm. gay men and laughing and um, I could hear elder people in my uh, sort of elders in my community agreeing with Margaret Thatcher and at that point I started to realise um, what Section 28 was all about mm. and I knew that I couldn't come out I, I knew that being at home wasn't safe anymore for me yeah. that I had to keep myself hidden mm. um, and I had watched several programs on TV I think if I think back it's it was a news program and I think I remember some um, a lesbian group who'd hijacked a news report a news reporter maybe and um, they were fighting for the rights for LGBT community but I, I still was um, quite young and didn't quite fully understand what the act was about I think it's important to remember that time mm. um, especially <coughs> it had an impact on me it uh -huh. put me um, it, uh, it didn't allow me to come out um, not only that I think the the people who grew up um, were scarred with having to internalise their sexuality many people couldn't come out because the fear of rejection from their family from society because as a whole the newspaper articles were very anti-LGBT um, so these people grew up with not being able to be themselves, which resulted in mental health problems. And even to this day, I, I struggle with mental health. And mm. I think a lot of the younger communities don't appreciate, maybe not appreciate, but empathise with the fact that, you know, a life is a lot more easier than it was back in the 80s, where unfortunately it, you could have ended up in prison or even worse, um, mm -hmm. in trouble or in uh, being attacked for being LGBT. Um, coming from a Muslim background, there's so many countries, especially Muslim countries, who don't even acknowledge LGBT rights. And I can honestly say that I'm so lucky that I live in the UK because I can be myself. I can be, have a relationship. I can lead a somewhat healthy, normal life. Mm -hmm. However, for people, say, in countries like Saudi Arabia, in countries, uh, in certain countries in Africa, it's, it's... It's not the same. They haven't got any rights. Living a lie, life full of lies and um, trying to hide yeah. amongst their community, it's, it's so difficult. Um, I'm not out to my family, so I understand how hard it is to be constantly watching your back and trying to be someone you're not. Um, and life's about living your true self and not being able to live a true life. It's, it's sometimes not worth thinking about you know it's not a lifestyle choice mm -hmm. it's who people are and yeah. to accept them so I think it's important that through education we're able to change not just minds but people's views and try and create a very tolerant society if you have a story you could tell in five minutes get in contact visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt And you're listening to Shout, Shout Out, Out Radio. Radio. Shout Out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's a Dancing in the Moonlight. 
Jupiter, I like that. That's uh, by uh, Jubel, I think that's how you pronounce it. J U B E L. Jubel? Yeah, Jubel. Yeah. It's lovely. Um, it's out in the charts at the moment. Really uh, good. But uh, who did you say the original was by? Uh, it was by Top Loader. Oh, oh, right. Jamie Oliver, if you're me. Uh, Jamie apparently. Oliver. <laughs> it, it was <laughs> used. <laughs> so, hello, Hans. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. Did you miss me? <laughs> I'm going to tweet Jamie it's later. Like never left. <laughs> Loving your work, Jamie. Loving so, your work. Oh, well, I bet. I, I love it. Tweet him. I See will. tweet us back. Okay. That'd be cool. So, hello, Andy. Hello. So. Um, it was used in the uh, Naked Chef program, which was Jamie yes. Oliver's debut. Oh, on BBC yes. about 20 years when ago when he was a bit younger yeah, yeah. he's aged so. well he has yeah. yeah anyway should we get some news headlines why not this is shout out news on Thursday the 16th of July the Asian Age, the popular pan-Indian newspaper, cheekily notes that true fashionistas never dismiss an accessory that can accentuate their looks. Now in the times of COVID-19, the humble mask is showing up as the most important accessory. That piece of layered cloth designed to protect you from germs is a key item one cannot afford to forget while leaving home. And this accessory is here to stay for a long time. Indeed, it seems that people are preparing to add their own imprint to masks, whether home-produced or made commercially. And small, innovative companies have been setting up to create masks that reflect the identities, political beliefs and cultural affirmations of mask wearers. The Cornishman, a newspaper based in the far southwest of England, or to give its own name, Kernow, reports that people out and about in the fine Cornish spring weather have been sporting masks depicting the cross of St Pyron, the national flag of the ancient Celtic nation. So it's going to be of little surprise to you that the LGBTQ people are also coming up with trendy and flashy ways of promoting our community with their masks. The large gay radio channel Gadio has a useful corporate sponsorship linked to Pride Bunny, who have launched a rainbow design mask. Meanwhile, BingeDesigns.com is selling a neat trans pride face mask, which will benefit two crucial charities, transgender youth charity Mermaids and another 50 pence to the NHS via their Charities Together fundraiser. These and similar initiatives have even gained the attention of daily newspaper The Metro, which notes that online retail outlets selling variations of different pride masks include gay pride shop Zazzle and Etsy. In fact, we noted dozens of different ideas online being made by a wide variety of small traders, many of whom themselves identify as part of the LGBTQ rainbow family. But top marks so far for this pandemic have to go to The Eagle, a leather bar based in Baltimore. They have been Selling online masks with pride and erotic themes, but also poppers and all the accoutrements that will allow customers to recreate a leather venue at home. (laughs) Top marks for style and initiative to all involved. We should note, incidentally, that from Monday the 15th of June, it has been compulsory to wear face masks or mouth and nose coverings on public transport, including buses and trains in England. Transport unions, including the RMT, say that they do not think that drivers or guards should be confronting those members of the public who do not wear masks, but it seems that police will have the power to enforce the rule. So you might as well make a statement and wear your mask with pride. The largest media group for lesbian and bi women in Europe, Diva Magazine, and, the we- and its website publishes uh, the Pink Power List, a special pull-out feature in the Guardian newspaper last Friday. 
Printed in full colour on heavy paper stock, the pull-out supplement was meant for keeping as and referring to at leisure. And as this has been a welcome surprise for many readers of The Guardian that day. Diva magazine and its web portal form an important part of the LGBTQ information sharing net and media. The news group has also taken a strong lead on in uniting lesbian community um, in favour of trans communities in the UK. Many BAME featured uh, in this list uh, in the top 100 of movers and shakers in the LGBTQ communities. Coming out on top this year was Ben Hunt, the BBC's first all-LGBTQ issues correspondent. In its first, uh, in the first since the 1990s, when the Radio 5 programme out this week was the only nationally transmitted gay radio show. Ben is a man of colour and has covered a range of issues for the BBC News Channel on all aspects of the LGBTQ existence, the struggles and triumphs. Well done from us all, Ben. The annual Tall Potter Festival takes place this weekend and along with many other events at the St Paul's Carnival and prize the length and breadth of the country. It is moving into a multimedia setting to beat the coronavirus. It commemorates the six agricultural labourers from the small Dorset village of Tolpoddle, who in 1834 defined the Combination Acts, which were an attempt by the British state to prevent people from forming trade unions to improve their working conditions and wages. The six men were deported to Australia, but became a huge rallying cry for the early workers' rights movements and were pardoned and returned in the years that followed. Tolpoddle is a beautiful village in the Dorsetshire countryside, is a place of pilgrimage for many people who support workers' rights and have an interest in ordinary people's chance to speak truth to bigots, powerful straight white men and other oppressors through history. Sadly, we need to stay away from the village itself this weekend, but you can join revellers, music and debates online. The Radical History School attached to the festival will be delivering a series of fascinating lectures over the weekend and in the next few weeks, including one on making radical history inclusive on July the 28th. Musicians appearing will be Steve White and the protest family, Barbuck Luck and Billy Bragg. And there will be the chance for LGBTQ political activists to challenge the leftist fringes why they're supporting us is sometimes so lukewarm. One of the speakers is Lindsay German of the Socialist Workers' Party. She has been accused of selling gay rights down the river during the years of protest against the Iraq war and of sharing anti-Jewish conspiracies by the campaign against anti-Semitism. So find out how to get involved at tollpoddlemartyrs.org.uk and remember our liberation is the work of LGBTQ people throughout history. For these news stories and more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Hans Peregrine and Andy Hall. Shoutout News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Wednesday. 
There you go. That's uh, rumor has it across uh, for someone like you, which is from the uh, classic Lee. Uh, if you're not aware, very sadly, uh, the, the last voice you were hearing there, because uh, that's sang by Naya uh, Rivera, I think you pronounce it, uh, and Amber Riley. Um, and uh, very sadly, last week, uh, Naya died at the age of uh, 33. She, she drowned uh, following an accident when she was boating with her young son. So uh, and we know it's got quite a big cult following mm. um, in the LGBT plus community on Glee. So we thought we'd, uh, yeah. you know, we played that song before because we just love yeah. the song and she's got yeah. an amazing voice. Well, yeah. had an amazing voice. Yeah, they were um, all so talented, weren't they? And actually, yeah, yeah and still are, obviously. But yeah. um, very, very sad news about her. Um, so. Such a shame. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for, from something slightly, uh, well, something very sad to something very, very happy, actually, because um, Freedom Youth, which uh, a lot of people in Bristol, uh, both old and young, will be very familiar with, have turned 25. Ooh. Can you wow. believe? Wow, that's amazing, so, isn't it? Um, and uh, Steph caught up with them um, a couple of nights ago. Uh, have a listen to this. Now, there's not many organisations I know that are LGBTQ that have lasted as long as Freedom Youth. And they've just turned 25 years old. And I'm joined by Henry and Bex from that organisation. Henry, can I have a little bit of background first for our listeners? Definitely. So Freedom is a gender and sexuality project that started up in 1995. Um, it was a collaboration of two existing groups that were happening in Bristol for lesbian, gay and bisexual young people. Um, in particular, I think one of the most fantastic parts about freedom is that now turning um quarter of a century old it's something really phenomenal we think it's the we're pretty sure anyway it's the oldest consistently running lgbt plus group in the uk wow i mean that, that is brilliant isn't it okay, tell me some of the highlights over the last 25 years i don't mean everything you've done because obviously <laughs> you work hard and you do an awful lot but give me some highlights that really stand up Certainly. I mean, what a task. Over the past 25 years, we think about LGBT plus equality um, in the UK and we look at kind of the role that Freedom's had to play. I mean, some of the highlights for me, I've been with Freedom for the past five years. So there's some there's been some absolutely magical moments during those five years. But looking before that, um, you know, hearing from workers and members at the time in 1995 when freedom first began i get so much energy and strength because there's so many similarities then as to what there are now around why the project began which is around making spaces safe spaces for lgbt plus young people to meet to connect to celebrate and also challenge um so you know in terms of freedom it's been mentioned in the local and national newspapers it's educated and continues to educate on LGBTQ plus equality. Uh, members met uh, Ian McKellen a few years ago, went to Japan, um, have written a book. One of our members wrote a book about 21 years of freedom's history. There's been so many phenomenal things that have kind of happened and freedom's been involved in. Um, there's been outrage, you know, freedom doing the work that it does, often being at the on the front step of history. It's certainly ruffled a few feathers, um, you know, in terms of we think about gender and sexuality work in 1995 and even now it's certainly been something which has not always been supported by you know whether that might be local or national government but equally at the same time what has been really consistent is the lgbt plus community support for freedom and also at the same time creating those conversations about identity in a really positive way so i know that's a bit of a roundabout way of kind of answering your question but i would just say there's been so so many highlights in that last 25 years but i think for me the key thing is 
is it has been about consistently having those conversations about promoting equality for LGBT plus young people throughout those 25 years. Yeah. Uh, Bex, tell me a bit about your um, history with uh, with Freedom. Um, I've been going as um, a member of Freedom for about six years now, I think. Um, so I was um, around for the last big birthday, which was the 20th birthday. Um, and that was a really big year of celebration. Um, I've been involved in um, quite a bit of different activism things. So just this year we had um, a really big event at the M Shed, which was amazing. Um, during my time, but sadly I wasn't there on the session, we had a visit from a relative of Harvey Milk, um, which was amazing. Um, I really wish that I'd been able to attend that session. Yeah, um, it's just been fantastic. It's just so nice to have a space that you can go to every week and know that it will be supportive. Um, I moved um, to London for university and then back again and moving back was made a lot easier because I knew that I had this kind of landing space that would be there no matter what that was really really instrumental in making the move back a lot easier. Is um talking of of the of London and other big cities is there anything like Freedom Youth in other major cities in the UK? There is um I know there's a really good um LGBT plus youth group in central London um called Mosaic um and then you know there must be other ones around um, I'm sure Henry knows more about them um <laughs> nothing with the longevity of freedom to my I can imagine that I can imagine yeah yeah it's um it's quite a precious moment isn't it reaching the quarter of a century and still going yeah. strong now Bex tell me about some of the things you've got planned and coming up yeah um I think we've got lots of exciting things in the near future Henry um, we had the party more. didn't we yeah oh how did um, that go yeah the celebrations from what I can gather on social media Henry it um <laughs> it was going on for days <laughs> we we hope for the whole year and I think so you know Bex you've been involved and continue to be around planning what we want that year to look like yeah. um in terms of kind of at the moment we've got lots of conversations going on with our members about crafting some kind of fringe events so throughout this next next year of, of, of freedom being 25 creating conversations with that might be workshops panel discussions um, performances uh, I think you know the, the kind of party itself that we had which was a members party was crafted and created by members for members um, and I mean I guess kind of Bex just thinking about kind of the 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 party that you attended for freedom's 20th yeah it was that was very much kind of an in-person party and we hope obviously at some point in time we're going to be able to to do that again but obviously with current circumstances which I don't need to name we've had to kind of change things up and do them a little bit more virtually. I reckon we could all get together and have one big blowout because it's we've just passed <laughs> 10 years at Shout Out it was uh, Pride's 10th last year and I think everyone's hankering now we've missed Pride's all across the country and maybe we ought to mix and match and just have one huge great blowout in the city centre to Bristol. <laughs> We're super was... excited about um, freedom and kind of Bristol Pride and obviously the virtual Pride as well. So I totally hear you on that one, but I think there's going to be so many exciting things virtually for us to get involved yeah. in. Too. Well, Western Super mm. Western Supermare is the next one, um, which mm. is the 18th. Um, and then September will be Bristol Pride, which is all good. And of course, you always get involved with the local prides, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I think it's really important, isn't it? And Bex, kind of, I remember, uh, certainly we, we met at Bristol Pride in, would it be 2015? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was the, 
it was the same weekend as the 20th birthday party mm. um, and that was the first time that all of us freedomers met Henry for the first time um, was literally in the pride parade um, <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I can't remember whether I took along a megaphone to that one or not but we've had many a fun time in the parade <laughs> with megaphones and Bex I know particularly you know it's, it's something really magic isn't it um, yeah kind of pride with freedom yeah, absolutely. Um, I think especially so now that we've got the two different, we've got an older group and a younger group. Um, mm. So Pride with Freedom is a chance for everyone to come together, which is really lovely. Um, and march together and you and often you see people who um, have maybe gone off to uni or are working and can't attend the normal sessions, but they'll make sure that they're there for Pride. Mm. Um, so it's a real, it's a really nice community feeling. Um, obviously within Pride in Bristol generally, but especially within the smaller Freedom Group. You mentioned um, about um, that you, you've split into two different um, age categories. What, what is actually the, the, the youngest um, people that you, you deal with? Yeah, so um, across kind of ATR Bristol. So I know we're called ATR Bristol, but we support young people across Bristol and South Gloucestershire. Um, so we work with those 11 to 25. So with 11 and 12 year olds, we tend to work directly with schools and one-to-one um, for the groups. We've got a 13 to 18 group and an 18 to 25 group. I was going to say, Bex, I think it's been since 2017 now that we've had the kind of two separate groups because that hasn't always been been the case. Um, yes. Kind of freedom's um, age range has changed throughout the years. I think initially it was up to 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we, cha- we split in 2016. Um, but before that, it changed, I think, three times. Um, I know I've got um, a cousin who said that she aged out of three, freedom three times um, <laughs> as it kept changing and she kept coming back. Um, and yeah, then it sw- split in 2016 to be the two groups, um, which was quite a big and difficult change at the time. But I think now we definitely see the benefits in that. Um, that, you know, just between... 13 and 18 year olds and 19 and 25 year olds there's some really different needs so between 13 and 25 year olds it's a whole different world of needs um so i think the split has been really really good um to allow members to get what they need most Mm. um and also provide a different level of interaction i think yeah that must be difficult though once you get to the age where you have to leave somewhere as secure and safe and and what gives people not just security but fun as well because um, I've been to some of the meetings and um, it is fun, but it's also there as a, like a safety net. So to move out of that age group must be quite difficult. Yeah, I mean, one thing that we always do is we always work with and support folks who might be coming up to, say, for example, their 26th birthday. Um, and there are kind of other services and spaces in Bristol um, as well, which we kind of link in with. So, for example, St Mungo's run the One World Group, um, which is kind of social information support. But like you say, it's not like for like, is it? And I think there's a real kind of importance around actually sometimes folks will perhaps come back and rejoin Freedom as a volunteer or perhaps give their time in a different different way and Bex this might be a really useful time to mention kind of voice and influence partnership yeah um so last oh September 
um, the LGBTQ plus voice and influence partnership panel was set up. Um, so it is, um, to our knowledge, the first community elected LGBT plus panel of its kind. Um, and it's got different um, members of the community representing different intersections. So I'm the young person's representative, um, representing uh, people uh, young people aged 19 to 16 to 25, 19 to 25 LGBT plus people across the city. Um, we have three aims. So we're trying to give a voice to LGBT plus people across the city. Um, we're trying to influence decision making. So there's lots of consultations that happen in Bristol that a lot of people don't get to hear about. Um, so we're making sure that a, we're raising awareness of those and signposting people to where they can give feedback and also giving feedback as a panel. Um, and then partnership. Um, Bristol has some really absolutely phenomenal stuff going on. Um, all the time, every day, I think I find out about something new that's really cool. Um, but often it's quite disparate um, and segmented. Um, and often there's not much you know you've got one person doing some great work on maybe um young people's trans rights in one part of the city and then someone else doing great work on something else in another part of the city and sometimes it feels like they're not very linked up so the vip panel is a really good way to link those things up and then also to signpost people so if someone comes to us and says oh um, i'm really into badminton we can say oh there's actually you know this group that you could go and join um, I'm, we've completely run out of time, actually, both of you. But thank you so much for coming on to Shout Out. And don't forget, Shout Out's always there for you and to give you a voice, not just across Bristol, but right across the UK and the world. Um, and once again, happy birthday, Freedom Youth, on your quarter of a century. Thank you. Thank you. It's great that we've kept you chatting. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Check us out otrbristol.org.uk forward slash freedom thank you very much thank you for having us shout out lgbt radio for you the shout out podcast that's uh, breaking me la 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 that's my topic in a7s uh, I'm glad you read that, Andy, because I thought that said A75. No, right, There's my no. pop knowledge there, A7S. right there. <laughs> so, well, I might, might be said it wrong. I mean, I just, you know, I buy it on iTunes and uh, make sure I make a note of them. So, But I don't keep up with the charts like I did like 20 years oh, ago. It's, when I was a young lad. Yeah, I get a bit old. It's, <laughs> I still like my dance music. So. I, 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 my, my genre is extensive, but um, also disconcerting, really? I think. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why I teach in you every to be way. in the studio? <laughs> Does that mean what? What do you mean? You like all, all well, types from of Bach, music? From Bach to Bieber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, I me. Like I'm kind of with you on that one. Yeah. Do you like Bieber? Bieber's all right. Yeah, there's a Ooh. few tunes I like. Brilliant. Yeah. No. We, no. Okay. Well, me and Rose are now BFFs, and okay. uh, we can talk later. <laughs> okay. Well, you can do that after a Geo <laughs> podcast. Just like us for LGBT young people. Hello and welcome to the monthly Just Like Us podcast discussing what it's like to be LGBT+. I am Ellie and I'm here with Arba and Ramses. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. We've got a special guest, Ramses. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Ramses. I use he him pronouns and I'm so happy to be here. 
We're happy to have you finally exactly. because it's literally been so much technical difficulties today. <laughs> but finally we're here, we're recording and we're happy to be doing it. How are you guys doing this month? Yeah, I've been okay. Obviously, we're coming out of um lockdown, so I guess, you know, things are getting a bit better socially. So that's been nice. Um what about you, Ramesses? How have you been? Uh, I mean, it's been very intense. I'm back to work. I'm still isolating uh, because I'm still high risk, but I've been able to meet a few friends, even if social distancing. I've been able to meet Ellie as well after months. (laughs) Yes, I know. Some JLU ambassadors met in the flesh. That was great. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about that later on in the podcast. You're listening to Just Like Us, the monthly show for LGBT young people. What are we talking about today, Arba? So given the current climate of the world right now, we really wanted to engage in a conversation that speaks about the kind of effects and the importance of protests in society and the kind of power they have in causing the change that is so needed, especially for groups that are marginalised. So we just wanted to start off the conversation by, you know, having a conversation around what exactly does protesting mean to you? So Ramesses, I'd like to ask you, what does protesting mean to you? I sort of have like a really odd relationship with protests, um, in a sense that, um, as you know, I'm not from the UK, I'm from Italy, and there are still tons of ongoing protests, um, to fight discrimination, uh, against LGBT plus people. So it's sort of weird to see protests happening now that are the same that happened almost 10 years ago when I started protesting there. Because it makes you wonder how effective they are to an extent. I, for example, went to the transvert protest um, a few days ago. And it's been such an intense and powerful experience. And sometimes it's so hard to actually foresee the impact that these protests are going to have. I think the main issue with protests and with all the dialogue that's going on now about uh, trans rights being human rights is that sometimes the burden of education falls on the shoulders of already traumatized, marginalized groups. Yeah, so for a bit of background, like um, for people that might not know, um, there's been a lot of protesting recently for transgender people's right to self-ID. Um, yeah, so me and Ramses both attended this protest um, on Saturday. Um, it was a very traditional kind of protest, but, you know, given lockdown restrictions, we were social distancing, everyone was wearing masks and things like that, you know. And it does it does raise the question of um, whether, as you were saying, sometimes protests don't always work because, you know, if a few thousand people turn out compared to the numbers that are the whole of the UK population, that's not a big number. Um, And so what we can turn to is maybe more sort of modern forms of activism and protest through things like boycotting and um, online protesting, petitions, things like that, which raise a lot of support. I think for me personally, my relationship my relationship to protesting started as at a very young age. My parents, who were both born and raised in the former Yugoslavia, they were very accustomed to protesting against the state because they were being oppressed as an ethnic minority. You know, we live in the Western world and we are so lucky to the fact that we can actually protest because there are countries where mm. protesting is illegal. And I also feel like we need to kind of um 
really kind of respect individuals that protest in a time that was very violent. For example, the Stonewall riots in America, you know, this was a time where individuals were being killed. And just going back to your point, you know, we live in a time of social media and I feel like social media has been such an amazing way to kind of really get people to protest in ways that aren't, you know, the kind of traditional protesting and the effects that we can have through social media, I think are so quite amazing. Um, however, I did want to speak about performative activism as well, because there's been a lot of kind of conversation around performative activism and whether individuals are posting on social media just for the sake of it. So what do you guys think about, you know, perform- performative activism and do you think it's kind of increased in societies and how, how, how do we tackle this problem? I think the uh, the main issue with performative allyship is the fact that it comes from the idea that being an ally is somehow a badge that you wear, um, mm. and it's more an identity rather than something practical that you need to do. For me, being an ally means that you're actually taking actions to support the trans community. Mm. And being an ally means that you need to repeat those actions and to apply those beliefs every single time you have an occasion to do so. And just getting off that, um, one of the best forms of protest we can do in society is actually going against the grain, educating yourself, decolonizing your mind and reading books about different perspectives so that you can really grow as a person mentally. Yeah. And beyond the education, I would say, you know, the next step is to, you know, live proudly as yourself is... Mm. Especially, you know, if you are a oppressed individual, if you've had a struggle, if you've had a fight and you're still fighting that fight is to live proudly within that, being proud of what you're fighting for. It, it, it gives you a lot of energy from that. Mm. Yeah, and that just like adding to that, I think that sort of the beauty when it comes to LGBT plus topics and identities is the fact that it still centers our own stories because as you mentioned, this is the most important thing. Your experience, your story is contributing to this education. Simply living your life is educating other people. And I think there is such a beauty and power in that because there is a strength in knowing that simply being yourself is inspiring others and that you are a part of that history. Simply the fact that you're existing as an LGBT plus person means that you're connected to the heritage and that you're going to inspire future generations. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I feel like that's a good place to um, wrap, up. wrap up the conversation. Um, so we've gone through a lot there, but it was really great to get into all of that. You're listening to Just Like Us, the monthly show for LGBT young people. Thank you guys for listening to us this month. Um, We hope you have a very healthy and happy month and stay safe out there. Hopefully things will get better. And thank you for Ramesses for joining us, for providing his perspective. It's been amazing having you. Yeah, we love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. We will uh, see you all next month. And thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Just Like Us, the monthly show for LGBT young people. The music was by Quisterio. We come into schools too. Young people, teachers and parents can find us at www.justlikeus.org. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. That's her head and heart. And it's
And that's uh, I've just crossed out who that's by. <laughs> Joel Corey. Thank you. <laughs> Seems to have a lot of arrhythmia in there, doesn't it? A, a lot of heart, a lot of heartbeats, arrhythmias yeah. going on. Yeah, that's I like it. Head and heart, isn't it? So. Boom, 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 Terry? <laughs> Terry, are you still there? <laughs> are you bibbity bobbity booming? Absolutely. <laughs> complete, complete boomer. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, I, I, it was you that found the um, story about uh, the masks, wasn't it, Terry, uh, that, that we had in the news earlier? Yes. Which, of course, are becoming compulsory mm. in, uh, in England. So, listeners to Radio Turquoise might want to check out Welsh media because um, the Welsh uh, Health Secretary has not implemented compulsory masks in shops oh. yet. But in England, from, from Friday the 24th, yes. So, when did your leather one arrive? <laughs> Uh, who's to say it hasn't already arrived? <laughs> yeah, he's got it on at the moment. Because we can still <laughs> hear you, mate. If in doubt, Terry, pause, and that was a long pause. <laughs> I, I know what I you're tried, doing. I tried a rubber one, but I couldn't breathe through it. So uh, <laughs> you I'll need have one to with use a that zip. to punish Matt Damon with. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, we're going to get sued for libel. Well, I've got a collection. Well, I don't know if it's libel to have this deranged fantasy yes. that all these megastars are living under my stairs. And I thought I was the only one that had that fantasy. It's good. No. Show is caring, no, Terry. No. <laughs> uh, dear, oh dear. But yes, so face masks. And the co-op are selling them. Yes. They're only the medical well, not ones, leather but, ones, uh, but yeah, they're selling them. The, yeah. Not leather ones. No. So I like I like the ones I like the ones you can get where it looks like you know someone smiling or something, and people just walk around looking stupidly happy the whole time. Or manic. Yeah, it's kind of more manic. I feel. (laughs) (laughs) I've just ordered one that's uh, loads of just guinea pigs, which after I bought it thought was a bit odd, but uh, the image was great. So we'll see what people in Aldi make of me. So me, me and Carl Walden, when we went out yesterday, yeah. um, when we went to the co-op, because we haven't been, and we thought, well, we might as well get used to it, yeah. and we, we bought them. And when you wear glasses, it is odd. You have to go to quite some effort to make sure that when you don't breathe out, you don't steam up and yes. fall over in the supermarket. I've read articles, yes, quite a few articles appearing in the press about how to save your glasses from steaming up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Some, of, some of the opticians are starting to sell, sell spray that you put on your glasses. Yeah. That stops, a bit like you do when you wear goggles in the summer. Yeah. Mine, my favourite one that I've got is the Progress Pride flag. It's um, it's really, really nice. And oh, what, as a mask? As a mask, oh. yeah. And um, I've actually got uh, two now, and I've just bought one for my brother because they're they're really, really well made, and they're about eight pounds, I think. And obviously, the flags are really, really beautiful. Mm. Pride flag. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 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 oh <laughs> just, just being shown one. Us. Yeah. Very nice. Ooh. Oh, well, I'll, I'll have to oh, I'll I like have to know where you get, get them from. So, if you read on the info it sends you, all you have to do is put kitchen towel on the inside and then throw that away after each use. So, yeah. oh, okay. Mm. Oh, well. ah, environmentally friendly as well. well we good like for the environment. Yes. We like that. So, uh, anyway, that's it for another show. Uh, just want to say once again, a very happy 25th birthday uh, to our lovely friends over at Freedom Youth. It was lovely to catch Indeed. up with you. Yeah, and if you want to hear that interview again, uh, just check out our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts, or you can grab it from the website which is shoutoutradio.lgbt uh, on BCFM up next it's a rebel on the radio uh, warning it really is like rebels <laughs> on the radio uh, but we'll be back next week uh, so catching up with pirates on the gay waves but for myself and the rest of the team say bye bye everyone bye 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 man shout out LGBT radio for you